The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the persons appearing on the program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Longwood University or the Rotunda News Magazine. On this episode of The Real Life, we dive into the Academy Award nominations and the corresponding Razzie nominations. We talk about the Super Bowl trailers that have blown the minds of the internet, more or less, over the past weekend. We talk about the general WTF that is the Cloverfield Paradox and how it was released, and the official, according to Rotten Tomatoes, greatest reviewed film of all time. That is today on The Real Life. joining Jacob Delandro on The Real Life. I am Jacob Delandro, and this is The Real Life. Um, context slash information, given that this is the first episode, um, my name is Jacob Delandro. I'm an arts and entertainment staff writer on Longwood University's The Rotunda News Magazine. I also have a column, The Real Life, where I review films that this is a extension of. Um, Ray is a good friend of mine. She writes for features she's on feature staff for the rotunda as well and this general this is generally going to be uh just a movie news update things of that nature sort of podcast movies consume every uh single fiber of my entire being and they don't consume rays every waking moment but she's (laughs) enough of a good sport to where she's willing to come in here and discuss things with me um so first off, uh, I wanted to go ahead and jump right in. The first thing I want to talk about is the Oscars. I want to talk about the Oscar nominations and the Razzie nominations. Okay, um, now, I don't... There's not a whole lot that I am really upset about, I guess. I have a few sore spots, but for the most part, I'm fairly happy with this year's Oscar nominations. Um, I have a few things to say about a few subjects, but for the most part, I'm just... I, I think it's a good crop of films. Normally... Um, normally there's controversy or this movie didn't get nominated over this movie and there's one or two areas for that this year, but things are fairly just fine. Um, so what did you not agree with? Uh, I'll get into that, but I, I think in, because of the fact that the nominations are just kind of fine, I think that that in general kind of worries me about this year's Oscar race because there's no excitement like normally in years past i've had like this is the movie that i want to win best picture out of everything and i think that it'll be between this movie this movie and this movie but i really want this one to win this year it's like i think it's between these movies like these four and if any of them wins i'll be happy it doesn't feel like there's like a teeth gritting like oh god i'm really rooting for this one this year it feels like the crop of films is just They're all good. They're all phenomenal. But I also feel like if this one wins over this one, I won't care as much because I like all of the films too much, which feels like a stupid thing to complain about. Um, But I don't know. It makes for a less interesting race, I think. I mean, Um, I I would think that's fair in saying that the race itself is less exciting. But what movies do you think are actually going to win? Um, all right. So I got the list right here in front of me. The big, big... Because there's a few categories this year 
only like a handful that I think there's really going to be a fight. Everything else, I feel like this is the winner. Like, we already kind of know who's going to win. Everyone else there is a formality. There's only a few places where I feel like it's going to be like white knuckle, just like grit teeth. We're going to fight to uh, to the death. Um, so I'll just oh, run through intense. it quickly. Uh, best picture is one of those categories. Uh, and uh, we got Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards. I think that's going to be Get Out, Lady Bird, Shape of Water, and Three Billboards. I cannot, for the life of me, figure out which one is going to come out ahead. I feel like Shape of Water because it has the most nominations and it's coasting off of a few uh, Golden Globe and Directors Guild and Producers Guild Awards. Um, so it's kind of still coasting off the hype. But it didn't win Best Picture at the Golden Globes which doesn't necessarily always come into play. There's a lot of people who've gotten nominated for things at the Globes that doesn't translate. Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool got nominated for Best Actor in a Comedy and Best Picture last year, and that certainly did not translate to the Oscars. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't... I honestly could not tell you which one is going to come out ahead over um, the others. Out of all those movies that you listed for uh, Greatest Picture, that's what you said, right? Yeah, for Best greatest, Picture. Best Picture, sorry. I've watched one of them. Get Out? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then you get categories like Best Actor, um, who I, like, Best Director, Best Actor, I don't think there's a lot of competition in those areas. Best Director, um, I feel like it's going to go to Del Toro. I think Jordan Peele and Greta are made incredible films, but I think, again, it's Del Toro's coasting off the hype from the Director's Guild, um, yeah. uh, and just, I, I think it's coasting off of other wins and other nominations, and that's going to carry it. Um, best Actor, Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out. I think that this is a category where you're. it's filled with a lot of other very seasoned actors, uh, Denzel Washington, Daniel Day-Lewis, but I feel like he just came out of nowhere and just kind of sidestep and just sidestepped everybody. And the fact that the other thing that makes me think Get Out is going to walk away with quite a few awards is this movie came out in February. You don't really see a lot of February movies still remembered this far along the lines. Maybe for the Globes, but for the Oscars, you don't February movies typically tend to just fall out of the mindset by the time the Oscars come around. So the fact that this has stuck in so many people's minds with this many nominations, I think uh, is probably a sign. Best Actress is another one where I feel like there is going to be a fight. Okay, what kind of fight? Um, Sally Hawkins for Shape of Water, Frances McDormand for Three Billboards, Seorse Ronan for Lady Bird, and Margot Robbie for I, Tonya. I think that is going to be another fight. Because like Meryl Streep is also nominated, but The Post just hasn't made a lot of noise. It's gotten nominated for a lot, but it has. I don't think it's won anything. So, I don't well, think it just it's... came out, didn't it? Well, yeah, it just came out, but like it, people have like critics and people voting for these awards have seen it and they've seen it for a while, so I don't think Yeah. That's I don't true. think it's going to gain a lot of traction in that regard. Um I could not for the life of me tell you who I think is going to win. Um Um uh, the rest of it, like Best Supporting Actor, I think is Sam. It's going to Sam Rockwell because he wanted the Globes. He's been cleaning up for three billboards. Uh, Best Supporting Actress, I think it's going to be Octavia Spencer because it's Octavia Spencer. And again, Shape of Water is still coasting. Um, 
Best what did you think of Shape of Water? I haven't seen Shape it yet. Shape of Water is the best. That's number one. That's the best movie I saw of anything last year. It's amazing. Really? Um, oh, yeah. Just wait. Watch the video when it comes out. Watch the top ten video. That's true. Uh, real life top ten video. Uh, self- shameless self plug. Uh, TheRotundaOnline.com. But um, anyway, uh, <laughs> best adapted screenplay is interesting. Okay. Because uh, normally you don't hear a lot about like adapted screenplay, uh, but this year there's quite a bit of heavy hitters. Um, the Disaster Artist, uh, Call Me by Your Name, um, Molly's Game, which I think is going to win purely because it's Aaron Sorkin and he's cleaned up a lot. But just like I said with uh, Get Out being a film that I think is going to win quite a few because it's still remembered even though it came out in like February. Logan got nominated for That's Best Adapted true. Screenplay, and that came out in February, and I think because it's nominated here, it might have the potential to walk away with something uh, because it's still stuck in people's minds. I still haven't seen Logan. It, <sighs> I, I think Molly's Game is going to walk away with it because of Aaron Sorkin and because of his clout, um, but it's, it's a, a huge list of just really heavy hitters this year. Um Best original screenplay, I, mm, I, I honestly cannot say which one. I really? could not predict which one is going to win. I because I want all of them to win, and I think any of them could win. Uh, the Big Sick, Get Out, Lady Bird, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards. This is a list of heavy hitters, and uh, it, it'll be interesting regardless. I think. For me personally, the one I want to win the most, even if it's not the one that I think should win, is The Big Sick. Because that movie's adorable, and I'm mad that it got snubbed um, for just about everything else. That is one of them. The Big Sick is one of my huge disappointments. The fact that it got one nomination and got completely snubbed otherwise. Um, The rest is fairly uh, routine. uh, Best original score, I couldn't tell you. Uh... Baby Driver picked up quite a few nominations for Best Sound Editing, Sound Mixing, uh, Cinematography, Visual Design, Visual Effects, Costume Design, Blade Runner. Give it all to Blade Runner. Just just give it to Blade Runner. Give Roger Deakins an Oscar. Nine-time nominated cinematographer. Give him an Oscar. Um, Were you this passionate before Leonardo DiCaprio got an Oscar? I'm not that enthused about Leo. I really couldn't care less. I like some of the movies he's been in, but I don't... Really care? I hate Titanic. I hate Titanic. What? How do you hate Titanic? Because it's so boring. It's and a... it's so long. And it's just so boring. You sound like such a guy. It's so boring. The okay. love story sucks. The Big Sick, the one I literally just talked about, the one that's yeah. my fourth favorite movie of the year, is a romantic comedy. Well, yeah, I know that you're not like... Actually, like, ugh, rom-coms, no, they all suck. Um, <laughs> but, okay, changing topics, the other big category that I'm pissed about, okay. best animated feature, because I think I told you a little bit about this. For the second time in a row... Didn't you want one of the Lego movies? Lego Batman to... not only got snubbed, but... In, in, not, not just like, oh, Lego Batman's not nominated, here are the three movies that are nominated. no. Because three of the movies deserve to be nominated. Coco, The Breadwinner, and Loving Vincent. The other two nominees are Ferdinand and The Boss Baby. Okay. Why? I heard Ferdinand sucked. (laughs) I 
It's just all right. I didn't hear that Ferdinand was bad. I, I heard, heard it, it was sucked. just bland. But anyway, my onto my favorite part, the Razzies. I love the Razzies. So for anyone out there who uh, needs context, the Razzie, not the Razzie Awards have been going on for about thirty or so years. They are awards for terrible films. Awards, quote-unquote. And they're always given out the night before the Oscars, and their nominations are always announced the night before the Oscar nominations. So the nominees for Worst Picture at the Razzies this year are Baywatch, Emoji, Fifty Shades Darker, The Mummy, and Transformers The Last Night. Really? Mummy didn't do well? Mummy bombed at the box office and oh, the did it? Like, hard. Oops. Really bad. Um, the trailers looked really good for it, though. I guess. But I got creeped out from all the spiders, and I was like, I don't know if this would be a movie I'd want to watch in theaters. I guess. Um, my favorite category for any, uh, for the Razzies every year is Worst Screen Combo. So I'm going to skip everything else and just go to Worst Screen Combo, because we're spending oh. way too much time on oh. this. Worst screen combo. Any Anything from Fifty Shades whatever. Any combination of two characters, two sex toys, or two sexual positions, Fifty Shades Darker. Any combination of two humans, two robots, or two explosions, Transformers The Last Night. Any two obnoxious emojis, the emoji movie. Johnny Depp and his worn-out drunk routine, Pirates of the Caribbean. I love how that's like a couple's thing. Like, and there's actual couples things with the first three movies, and then it's just, and Johnny Tyler, Depp. <laughs> Tyler Perry and either the ratty old dress or the worn out wig, boo too. I agree with that. All right. But anyway, we got to move on. We got stuff to talk about. Um, oh, you know you're going to cut half of this anyway. <laughs> probably. Uh, but, so the other thing we need to talk about, or that I want to talk about, is the Weinstein Company. So, for those who are not in the know, uh, I feel like just about everybody, like, you needed refreshing, but you knew who, you knew that bad stuff had happened with the name Harvey Weinstein. I needed Weinstein. a refresher because I haven't had coffee um, today. And I, th- I want to say in late November, they filed for bankruptcy. And this is the first time that, like, a huge, there's been, like, actual, like, possible legitimate discussion of somebody coming in and buying the company. Um, and I've got, I got it printed out in front of me, uh, from the rap.com, um, the former small business administrator for President Obama wants to buy the Weinstein Company, and not only completely gut the executive board, but also establish a victim fund. Oh, they're um, clean house then. They're yeah, clean they're house. cleaning house for executives. They still want to take the films and put it out and still be a film studio. Well, yeah, but that's but, exec members. So oh, what's going to yeah. happen they to want... like everybody down below below yeah. exec members? Like, do they get to stay? I I don't know. I don't know how they're going to go about it. Um, because they're... they weren't in charge of. Them. No, they weren't, and that's one of the reasons I was hoping someone was going to come in and buy them because you're talking about not only with just a movie that's been affected, but a company. There's thousands of people who work there who get jobs from there that have to take care probably, of their families and other such yeah, and now you're going to take those jobs probably never even away. met the guy um so are legitimately well, also, that's the problem with these big companies is like when the head messes up everybody the else whole pays for company. it company which is why I'm glad that um that this is happening um Maria Contreras sweet um she was the former, I know it just said, the former small business administrator for President Obama. She wants to go in and buy the Weinstein Company. Um, as, as of, I want to say this 
because I haven't heard any other news about this, but this was January 28th. I think this article okay. came out. Um, and she was the only bitter, or like the the only, the highest bitter. bitter. The only serious bitter, yes. The only serious bitter um, wanting to not only completely uh, gut the executive board, but rename the company, um, relocate the company. I mean, she'll have to rename the company because if it's the yeah. Weinstein company and it's, everybody's going to associate it with the scandal. Yeah. Do you know what she's going to rename it to? Uh, it says, actually, here... Um, um, it will undergo a renaming. Marketing companies have pitched the following possibilities for a new name. Wonder Hill, named for the hillside on which the Hollywood sign sits. Assembly Hall or Creative Trade Studios. I like Wonder Hill. It sounds kind of cheesy, though, so you'd have to, like, really... I, like, if it was just Wonder Hill, it would need to be, like, Wonder Hill Pictures or Wonder Hill Productions or something yeah. of that nature. Um, but I love this. I think this is a great opportunity um, to rescue not only a company with thousands of people um, who were uh, good working people there, but a catalog of films that goes back forever um, that needs rescuing because if the Weinstein because if they went bankrupt granted I can see a few movies like the Quentin Tarantino films I could definitely see somebody coming in and snagging the rights to put those out on DVD and things like that but there's a huge catalog of films there that I don't feel like people would have picked up and would have just been lost and uh, that would have been you that. Naming a, when we were talking about this earlier um, at Chick-fil-A you were talking about specific movies that you were afraid being lost um I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing that I can think of right now that's like huge that hasn't yet come out. There's like a kids' film called The War with Grandpa, starring Robert De Niro. No, there's... no, not right now. Like with the company, oh. with the Weinstein company. Oh yeah, because I mean, it's like I just said. You have big movies like Pulp Fiction, Django Unchained. Um, I want to say Requiem they for a Dream. Django? Really? Weinstein? Oh yeah. I thought it was some other company. Quentin Tarantino loves working with Weinstein Company. Yeah, that's true. It's um, Quentin Tarantino. Okay. But, like, you have big films coming from those studios. And you have movies like The Twilight Movies, which are owned by, which are made by Summit, which is owned by Weinstein, and La La Land, and Perks and Mio Wallflower. Quick but question. I, which do you think would be less painful to watch? Twilight or Fifty Shades? The entire series. Like, if you had to sit down. From start to finish? Fifty start Shades, finish. purely because it's less film. <laughs> It's three movies versus four. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I'm glad that this is happening. I'm glad that somebody is coming in and trying to help. Actually, there's five Twilight movies. There's five? Yeah, there's five, because they, like, broke up the fourth one into two of them. I thought there were three books, and they broke up the last one into two. No, no, no. That's what they're doing Twilight. with Fifty Shades. No, Fifty Shades is one. There's Twilight. There's... New Moon. New Moon. Eclipse. Eclipse. Breaking then Dawn. definitely, then definitely Fifty Shades. It's three movies versus five. What are you talking about? You've, All right. We're getting off track. Um, that's my job. I'm here as the fun person who's distracting. Um, next thing. Next thing I want to talk about. Um, the Super Bowl trailers. Because there was okay. a lot. There, there was. was quite a few ones that were kind of expected and others that were not. Um, in terms of just, like, what aired... Um, I'm I'm kind of upset that Solo was like here's a 45 second long ad for a 
minute and 15 second long trailer that we're not going to air during the Super Bowl. We're going to air it tomorrow on like Good Morning America. That seems like a wasted opportunity for me, especially because you they took like 45 seconds to advertise the trailer. I feel like that they were trying to hype it up that way, though, because they were trying to give it its own They're day. in trouble with this movie. Uh, oh? There has been a lot of behind-the-scenes production issues with Solo, um, both with writing and directors, and the fact that this movie comes out in May... This is the first, like, like you've got movies like Deadpool mm-hmm. that um, had, like, a teaser a few months ago. Yeah. And then have gotten inklings of, like, here's a new poster and things like that that come out, that are coming out soon. That, like, that's understandable. Solo had, like, one teaser poster that was the logo against black, uh, like, stars. Mm-hmm. And then nothing. And then in February, when the movie comes out in May, we get our first trailer. Not even like a full trailer, a like minute and 15 teaser. That concerns me. That is concerning. Um, plus the fact that you go from two extremely skilled uh, comedy directors that I was ex- incredibly excited to see them take on a Star Wars film to them getting fired... Because they improv too much and wouldn't oh, stick to wait, the script. Oh, wait, we talked about this. The improv. Yeah. How, like, Phil Lord and Chris they... Miller getting fired. Two comedy directors getting fired for not sticking to the script. Well, because you and I talked about this because they're famous for their improv. And they're they don't 21 stick... Jump Street, 22 Jump Street, Lego Movie, Last Man on Earth, Clone High. Like, the, like you'd think that Lucasfilm would know what they're getting into. But evidently not. Um, well, because, you know, big companies never know what they're getting into when they hire individuals because they're like, you're just an individual and you're going to do whatever I want you to do because I'm paying you. And I, the individual really, says, nah, fam, this I'm, is not how this works. I'm glad that with Last Jedi and Rogue One, there's been inklings of, like, moving in a different direction. But I... Well, even Solo, the trailer that you sent... Like, I haven't seen any of the Star Wars movies. Don't hate me. Wait, I thought you said you hadn't seen any of the new ones. You've never seen any? No. All right, next trailer we're talking about uh, (laughs) uh, Jurassic World. Jurassic World, I'm so excited about it. And I have seen that whole series. I was not a fan of the first trailer. The first trailer that came out where it was like started with the record and they're in a diner and basically the whole trailer. That's I thought this was the first no, trailer. No, it said trailer two on the YouTube link. Did it? Yes. Oh. Anyway, um, the first trailer was just kind of lackluster, and then this one comes out, and I go, and it, it it made more of an impression on me. Honestly, I like how it starts when um the girl in her room with the the T Rex like sneaking like that's terrifying. Well, also you've got like the calm woman in the background speaking, and she's like, "Do you remember?" When you saw your first dinosaur, mm-hmm. like during that that's scene, the, and it's just from... like, ah, no, I like, I just can't know, I don't know her name, but she's the main character of the last Jurassic yeah. World, um, the redhead chick. Uh, but like, just there's so many little details in that trailer, and I like the direction that it looks like they're going more into like a legit monster movie as opposed to just being like a. Well, kind of looks film. similar to. Do you remember um, Jurassic Park 2? Lost World? Yeah. Okay, where... Um, yeah, that's my biggest problem. It looks like it has the same exact plot. Yeah, like, where, like, some, like... We're gonna bring the dinosaurs to the mainland, and, No, like, no, not even that, but, like, in the sense of, like, this dude was, like, Ha! Ah, I've bought the rights to Jurassic World, and I'm 
going? We're gonna do this. And then all of a sudden, a new monster is created again. And I was like, did we learn nothing from the past movies? Clearly not. And the other thing that, that is just kind of weird to me is they leaned heavily in the first trailer. Uh, you haven't seen it, so you probably wouldn't know. Jeff Goldblum is coming back. Jeff Goldblum. He's from... Remind me which one he's from. Love Finds a Way. That yeah. guy. Oh, oh Life back. Finds a Way. Oh. Life Finds a Way. He's coming back. Um, and they The only, like, smart character who was just like, hard. we should not do this. They leaned hard into... Um, uh, clips of him in the first trailer, and there's nothing of him in this one. So that t- kind of weirds that me is... out, but... Um... No, I really want him to be in this movie purely to yell at the two people who have made dinosaurs, and he was like, why would you take a dangerous creature and then mutate that creature to be significantly more dangerous? That's just what happens, man. That's the laws of the jungle. Um, that's taking Darwinism, Darwinism in an entirely different direction. That's almost like, um, have you ever mega seen... Mega Darwinism. Yeah, Mega Darwinism, the next movie. Um, well, it's like, uh, have you ever seen Deep Blue Sea? Oh, God, let's not talk about Deep Blue Sea. I hate that movie. They made a second one! Did they actually? It came directly to DVD, like, it, like, like two weeks ago. I'm not joking. Oh, I'll have to see it. But, like, no, no, no. No, it looks bad. It looks, Does like, it? really awful. Okay, well, Deep Blue Sea, the first one, really wasn't no, that great. this is direct to DVD. This is, like, the ones oh. you walk into, like, walk into Walmart, and it's, like, new on DVD, and you're like, this wasn't even in theaters. Oh. Yeah, one of those. Um. Ouch. Uh, so we talk about Jurassic World, we talk about Solo, Skyscraper. I'm, I'm excited, because, like, okay, I'm excited because they have the Skyscraper and, like, this whole different version. The one thing that I'm nervous about is Dwayne The Rock Johnson is not an amputee. He is literally, he is that actor that is known as The Rock. He is known for his bodybuilding so the um, fact that they cast him instead of somebody who... Is an actual amputee. Is concerning. Which worries me as well. But there's, like... More than that... I've, I've seen this movie before. I've seen it before. Like, not only does the title scare me away, the fact that it's literally just called Skyscraper, but I've seen this movie before. This is Die Hard. This is, like, every... Um, oh, what is this? Liam Neeson movie. Uh, and... It's a guy's family's trapped in a building, got to fight story to story, get through And now it. we're thrown in the fact the pa- that he's an amputee. That makes literally no sense story-wise. Like, I feel like the only reason that they wrote that in was for that shot at the end of the trailer where he's, like, hanging upside down and his leg starts to come unhooked. That's the only reason they wrote but it the in there. But the thing is, it came unhooked in a weird way. Because, like, obviously I don't know... How a prosthetic um, leg works. But I know that it attaches to your leg, but I don't think, like, at the ankle, you're all of a sudden going to be like, cha-chink, and, like, add, like, another five inches to yourself. That's not how that works. I feel like they're specifically made to maybe get an inch or two, depending on, like, if you grow. But um, I feel like they're, for the most part, made to stay the same height. Um, My other big issue is this movie looks like... Like, we were talking, you, you were talking about with Get Out, its visual effects are very simple, um, and I was talking about with Mission Impossible, they do a lot of practical things. This movie looks 
like it has a lot of CGI. Like a lot. Of CGI. Oh, there's no a way. A lot of CGI. The whole a lot of green movie screen. is pretty like, much gonna be CGI. But also when um Dwayne Johnson is like running off that construction pier, and then he's like jumping to the building, and I'm looking, and I was like, this is a very large man. Okay, this is a large man. But that distance is impossible. There was literally, literally somebody drew his on weight and mass would not work to make on, it to the building. Somebody posted on Twitter. They drew on the poster. They were like, "I used three different math formulas with three different parabol- parabolas, and nowhere." Because the poster is him jumping, and there's like an open window yeah. below him. And they were like, "Literally, no way with these three parabola- parabolas is he going to land in that window." Exactly. Um, it, I don't know. Well, it, even, it looks... like, and it reminds me of one one of the Mission Impossible movies where he's, like, sliding down the glass. Oh, he's on the outside of, uh, of the uh, building, and he's freaking sliding down it. And I was call. like, it, like, is Johnson about to start doing this? Are we going to watch him slide down the glass of this be, skyscraper? Uh, I will say this, though. Uh, the, that Mission Impossible one, Ghost Protocol, they did that. Yeah, like, yeah, you were telling me that they, yeah, and like he, he how, climbed on the outside of that skyscraper. Well, that's because Tom Cruise, as much as I don't like him, is he's ins- he's, insane. he's insane. Well, because you were telling me earlier, like with um, one of his movies where he's supposed to be on the outside of a plane, Rogue he Nation. actually climbed he, yeah, he's actually on, on the, the flipping of plane. plane. And that's a good segue because the next trailer that I want to talk about is uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. I think it's gonna be cheesy. I think it, I think okay. you are excited for skyscraper and yet you think Mission Impossible will be the cheesy one? No, I think they're both going to be cheesy, but I think Mission Impossible will be more cheesy because of how many um in the series we already have. Okay, cuz but... we're starting to go a little bit and like don't get me wrong, I love these movies too and yes, I've seen the entire series. But it kind of seems like we're going into Fast and Furious oh, no. mode you don't of like to, just adding like more movies. and more and more I, movies. I don't like those movies. I like a few of them because they embrace the cheese, but for the most part, I'm not a fan of the Fast and Furious films. Like, not yeah. at all. Um, I love how you were apologizing for that. Like, that would be the thing that broke me. Um, <laughs> not the huge nerd movies, but like, <laughs> but like uh, the car movie. I, I feel like Mission Impossible... Because they had like a rebirth, like in the two thousand or in like two thousand ten, there was a, a new set of directors came on, a new set of writers, a new set That's of producers. True. They had like a but they rebirth. did keep uh, they kept the other. actors. Yeah, and I mean they kind I'm, of had to. They did, and I'm okay with that because Simon Pegg, my boy, Simon Pegg. But like, Simon I feel Pegg. like honestly, it's getting to the point um, that Mission Impossible kind of needs to do like um, a recast or like a reboot. If they not a continue. reboot, but like. How you were talking about with the Avengers movie, like, maybe Tony Stark leaving and, like, passing down the torch to Spider-Man. No, I actually think that might happen with Simon Pegg, because he was in a much larger role in the last film. Okay, Um, so you think that... I think it might happen. I don't... It depends on if Tom Hanks... That it's going to be a pass-down movie. It depends on if Tom Tom Hanks. Tom Cruise continues to be... (laughs) Yeah, Tom Hanks is just going to come right in. No, forget it. I want Tom (laughs) Hanks to be the lead in Mission Impossible. (laughs) I would watch that so much. Um, uh, we're getting off track again. Um, we're always off track. Uh, I'll, I'll hit these next uh, few quickly because I don't really have a lot to say about them. And just, um, Infinity War, 30 seconds, cool. Marvel, 30 seconds is not enough for this movie. Like, well, there's also, so many just... people in this film, you can't just th- show 30 seconds. Well, it wasn't even, like, 30 seconds of, like, showing the movie. It was 30 seconds of different explosions. 
You just move from yeah, one explosion I'll, to the next Fair one. enough. And I'm extremely excited for this film, and I think it's going to be very good, but that is a that was a bad spot. That was not a well-made because, uh, like, the spot. biggest thing about Marvel and the Avengers that people love is not the action and the explosions. It's the actual characters. Which is why you can't do a 30-second spot with a film that literally advertises itself as, this is everyone. This is everyone, the movie. You yeah. can't do a short spot for that. You no, just can't. No, you'd have to have, like, a um, two-minute-long trailer. Uh, Westworld... I did not watch season one, but I want to now because, yeah. damn, that was a really cool trailer. <laughs> that was cool. Um, uh, and the other one that didn't technically come out on the Super Bowl, but came out, like, this morning that I want to talk about, Deadpool 2. Another okay. trailer. All and of I the Deadpool so... trailers for movie one and movie two have been spot on. I love Ryan Reynolds for Deadpool, absolutely, behind it 110%. I remember when I actually saw the first Deadpool movie, and I, I, I was excited just because it was another superhero movie, and I didn't understand, like, how comedic he is as an anti-hero. No, I didn't. I, like, I didn't fully understand it, but now I'm just like... Before this next You're movie comes board. out, I gotta go on Amazon. I gotta order all of this Deadpool stuff so I can well, show up to the movie actually, in full gear. Oh, like costumes and stuff. No, no, no. Hang on, comics. hang on. I'm not going in costumes. I'm getting well, no. a Deadpool hoodie. Let's be clear. I, me- I meant like <laughs> t-shirt and stuff like that. I will dress in costume. You know, perfect. I know I you'll dress in costume. Um, the other thing I want to talk about that because um, I want to hit this and then one more quick thing. Well, wait, I have a quick question. Okay. What did you think, um, and I asked you this earlier, but what did you think of the Cloverfield trailer versus a movie? Because you watched Cloverfield That's last night. That's literally what I'm about to talk about. Oh, Do not good. see it on my notes. No, your notes are, like, um, all the way over there. So, Cloverfield Paradox, as a film, is not great. Really? Because the trailer, like, the trailer well, showed a lot. See, well, eh. Not, no, not, not like showed it, it, a lot, but it, it like showed, made the movie seem ex- like really yeah. good. That's one of the reasons that I think that I, I feel like this was a victim of a few things, the advertising being one of them, which seems weird to say because that's one of the things I want to praise is the weird advertising that um, uh, Netflix did for it. I would say that an, that advertising can make or break a movie because oh, if you put like way too can. much, because if you put all the good parts into the trailer and then a person goes to the movie and like all of those funny parts were already in the trailer, and then it's just like, why did I I, I agree with that. Um, I just spent 30 bucks at the movie theater for two people to go see a film, and all the funny parts I saw on my phone I, in the car. I agree with that with two side notes. Number one, I feel like that typically applies to comedies. That's and true. And if you have a comedy where you can shrink all your jokes down into two and a half minutes, whether you show those jokes in the trailer or not, you have not made a good comedy. That's also fair. Um, and the other thing is, there was, um, I forget which reviewer, but I remember somebody saying something along the lines of, the film is forever, the advertising is temporary. Um, so there is, I at like least for quote. me, I, I, I try to take the advertising with a grain of salt, but the reason that I draw issue with it with Cloverfield Paradox is because the the advertising literally said you will get answers. We are mm-hmm. going to give you answers as to where and why this started. And the film didn't. Mm. Um, I, I gave it a 3 out of 5. My review is up uh, on the Rotunda's website. Already? 
Yeah. It, the movie came out Sunday night. I wrote the review when it was up mid, when midday. I thought Monday. you watched it for like the first time yesterday. Or did no. you watch it again? No. I only watched it once. Um, but it, it's just a film that my biggest issue with it is the fact that it has weird things happen, but it doesn't build a ground floor for those weird things. Like, even in a film where uh... bizarre things happen, you need to build. You need to have rules. You can't just have weird things happen just for the sake of it. Now, granted. The weird things that happen in the film are very cool and very weird, and well, a large majority of them are done with practical effects, so they're fun to watch, but you still can't break out of the thought of, like, but why are these You can only have your happening? audience accept so much weird stuff, but, you, like, I agree Without with you. giving rules. You, well, there's, um, what is it called, where, like, your audience, it's obviously not true. Or it's fiction, but your audience accepts it because it's part of the story. Suspension of disbelief. Suspension. Thank you. You can't have suspension. Suspension of disbelief. I can speak, but um, you can't have that without building a world, and it makes it seem like in Cloverfield there wasn't enough world building. Not even remotely, um, which is difficult because it also didn't give answers. It kind of did, and it gave. What it basically did was it. It said, "Here's one thing that happened." That is kind of a catch-all for all the weird stuff in the universe. It didn't give specific answers, which is what it seemed like it would be advertise. It was advertising in the ad. Do you think that there'll be a, a second one? There's there's a fourth one that's already been shot. Oh, okay. Um, and it's supposed to come out in October, which I'm actually kind of wow. excited about. It's supposed to be set in the Revolutionary War, which sounds really okay. cool. Okay. Um cuz I love the Cloverfield movies because they feel like a modern twilight zone. They're these stories that are kind of connected but not really that are weird and creepy stories and I was disappointed with Paradox because I feel like it advertised way more than it actually provided. Um but I got to say it was still a win. It was that movie succeeded because of the advertising. So many people went to watch that because of the, hey, you can watch this in an hour and a half. Like, this thing you didn't even realize was happening, you can watch this in an hour and a half. And that's why it succeeded. That's why so many people went to see it. Because, think about it, literally advertising to the biggest television audience of the entire year, hey, there's a movie that's coming out in, like, an hour, you can watch it. That's huge, especially for the Cloverfield series. That's true. Um, but yeah, it, the film itself was a disappointment, but I think it was a win in terms of marketing and advertising. Um, and the other thing is, th- this this is the only one that's coming out on Netflix. Like, the next one, Cloverfield 4, or whatever it ends up being called, is still coming out in theaters. Paramount is still putting it out in theaters, which just seems bizarre to me. Huh. Yeah. Um, very, very last thing, very quick thing that I just wanted to mention, kind of like if I, I want to wrap up with like just a nice, fun little, uh, happy thing, I guess, just a quick little thing. Um, All right, what are we doing? The, uh, according to Rotten Tomatoes, the highest or the best reviewed film in history. Now, according to them, what they mean by that is a film that has a hundred percent with the most reviews. So a hundred percent for, with 70 reviews versus 100% with 180. Okay. 
So I want to say it's got around 150 reviews. The previous record holder was Toy Story 2. Paddington 2 (laughs) is technically the best-reviewed film in history, according to Rotten Tomatoes. Um, And I will not disagree with that. I adored that film. It made me feel very many things. It's a movie that I want to immediately go back out and see. And it was... How many times have you seen it? I've only seen seen it once. I want to go really? see it again. Yeah, I only saw I it once. I thought you saw it at least twice. No, I wish. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's an adorable, amazing film. Um, my full review is out on the Rotunda's website, so if you're more interested in that, you can head to therotundaonline.com and take a look Make at that, sure read that. that. Gotta, gotta plug the website. Um, and we'll plug the website because we're going to wrap it up. This has been uh, The Real Life. Thank you for tuning in. Um, new episodes up every other week um, talking about movie news, talking about various things of that nature. And if there's no movie news, I'm sure we'll come up with something. Oh, there are plenty of things for us to talk about. Oh, yes, definitely. Peace out, guys. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and see you around.